Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you now. You want that freedom, cash flow, and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now to live that life that you love, doing what you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's about living a life of meaning and purpose because as you are blessed financially, you can create a greater impact and ripple effect through the lives of others. Guys, thank you so much for allowing me to create that ripple effect through you. Thank you for tuning in, for binging and sharing and creating powerful conversations because without that and without you guys taking action on these things, your life would never change. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for actually doing something about it. As a quick reminder, check out our website, moneyripples.com. We've got the great podcasts that were, we've got the videos uploaded there as well from YouTube and, and feel free to subscribe there as well at the Money Ripples with Chris Miles page. So check that out. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually earn double digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA friendly. And you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. So guys, if, you're, if you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, today, guys, I've got a special guest, Scott Crone. Um, so this was a guest that was introduced to me and I thought, okay, this, this guy's got some, t- some pretty darn good experience. And, uh, and on top of that, you know, I, the one thing I love, I love seeing is that, you know, when someone comes from a very big perspective, like something, somebody who's not just done the, what I call kind of the, you know, kind of like the, you know, one trick pony, right? He's definitely not the kind of one trick pony guy you might hear from. And, uh, and so I wanted to bring him on and talk about what are those four like real proven strategies uh, in multifamily investing? Cause I know a lot of you guys Looking at investing, I know Scott. You know we uh, we'll be talking here in a bit with this, but you know a lot of our guests are passive investors. You know some are active, but a lot of them just want to be hands off. Uh, so I'll give you guys a little background on Scott here. So Scott is a Chicago native whose career began at architecture back in 1991, and he got his master's in, at the Illinois Institute of Technology. Uh, while getting his degree there, uh, he worked as a project manager for Optima Inc. And then during his time there, his responsibilities included things like. Uh, projects such as like a 400 unit in, in Deerfield, Illinois, a 40 unit in, in another in, in, in other place in Illinois, and in, in other in just tons of units everywhere, pretty much. Uh, he founded the Coda Management Group back in 2012, a firm that specializes in managing real estate assets. And since then, uh, he's done a wide array, everything from single family to multifamily, retail, commercial wholesale, self-storage, which we'll talk about a little bit today as well. Um, even athletic spaces. And so uh, currently they have investments in the excess of $55 million. So Scott, welcome to our show. Thanks, Chris, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So bridge the gap for us a little bit there. I mean, what, I mean, what got you from architecture to actually going and doing the investment? 
Well, it began in, while well, I was getting my graduate degree and mm -hmm. um, my professor was a real estate developer and an architect and also a contractor. And so when mm -hmm. I was working with him in his office, I was his TA and he had me work in his office. I was on the development side. And when I go to class, I was be on the architecture side. And so I was, you know, got into both right away, you know, during my educational process. I gotcha. And, and what was the thing that really just turned you on to it? Because because it definitely takes, I mean, especially when you go on the active route, it takes someone like it has that extra passion for it, right? Like, what was that passion for you? Well, I think the first part of your question is what, why it attracted me was because mm -hmm. I saw a lot of people that wanted to get into architecture, but they, it stopped at drawings because they, yeah. it never got built. But right. being the developer ends as well as being in controlling the architecture and controlling the contracting we now also control the management. So we literally do from A to Z in the entire process. And so we know that we're going to be creating our own job flow. And so that therefore it gives us right. a lot more flexibility, but we can also control our product a lot better. That's interesting. Yeah. And you don't see many people get into that, that have that unique uh, skill level. You know, usually when I meet real estate investors, a lot of times they come from, they come from various backgrounds, but usually they don't have a background. They can kind of almost be the one-stop shop within their own deals. It is a unique set and that we call it our distinct advantage, our distinctive yeah. advantage. And so that is when people talk about other developers or they talk about other syndications or things that they're considering, you know, one of the things that we highlight is the fact that, you know, we have a much better grasp on the entire process because we control it through A to Z. Right. Exactly. So tell me like, what, what are those, those four different ways? Like what are those, those four proven passive investments that you've, you've, you've discovered over the years as you've done this? Well, I mean, <clears throat> there's not much difference between what we're doing now in self-storage and multifamily. Mm -hmm. In fact, the way I look at it is self-storage is a, you know, it's a, it's a box without a toilet and kitchens. And so it, it's a, just a much more simplistic version of it. Yeah. So if we're, if we're looking at multifamily and whittle it all the way down to self-storage, it's the most basic form of an apartment complex. So mm -hmm. what we look for is how to, we can maximize the capital stack, how we can maximize the rate of return for our investors without um, exerting any other additional pressure on it. So we've utilized <clears throat> different tools in our tool belt, such as we've sold off cell towers. We've done historical yep. tax credits. We've done opportunity zones. We've done pace financing. Uh, we're actually doing a land lease structure right now. So these are all different things that we can do to create a better yield in addition to like cost segregation. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully that will stay within the tax code. Hopefully we won't see too much changes within that in the next four years. Mm -hmm. um, but these are, these are different strategies that we've implemented in order to enhance our investors rate of return. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's funny. We actually had somebody about a year or so ago talking about the cell tower strategy and, and, I've, and surprisingly, a lot of guys in self storage don't even know about it, which shocked me, you know? Well, one of the buildings that we, that we bought, we bought it at a 17 cap. And when uh, we were approached about redoing the leases for the cell towers, mm -hmm. you know, there was basically a couple, maybe call it four or $500 a month in income. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they approached us and said, would you be willing to, to sell them? And I'm like, if I can get like a three cap, mm -hmm. I would sell them. And, and my point was, what's going to happen to cell towers in the next 30 years? It's all going to, and I called up some friends that were heavily invested in the cell tower industry. And they're like, it's all going to go satellite. It's not going to be terrestrial based land based it's all going to be satellite and so i'm mm -hmm. like if i can get a differentiation of a 14 cap on the sale i'll sell it right now and that's what we did and we were able to uh, return 80 percent of our investors equity back on that deal wow that's pretty impressive 
Awesome. Well, go, go a little bit deeper with some of these other strategies you mentioned as well, right? Well, um, are you familiar with opportunity zones or should I yeah. cover? But, but you know, cover it though, because I know some of our listeners have never even heard of opportunity zones. So opportunity zones was actually created in the Obama administration, but Obama didn't push the agenda and yeah. it actually got implemented in the Trump administration. And Biden was interesting that Biden was attacking it, but in fact, it was really attacking something that it was created under his own administration. His own administration. <laughs> right. But um, the idea of it is, is that if you have capital gains, not just in real estate, but in anything within stocks, selling of art, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. you can turn those into, you can invest those in an opportunity fund, which then invest in an opportunity zone and you can defer or reduce all your capital gains liability down to zero after 10 years. Yeah. Um, so it's a much more powerful tool than the 1031 exchange because within a 1031, you have to maintain like ownership and you right. have X amount of days to invest within a similar type structure in real estate. Mm -hmm. Here, our investors are taking uh, stock capital gains or other capital gains that they may have and they're investing them and then they can um, defer them or to, uh, reduce the cow spaces completely down to zero. And so it's an incredibly powerful tool that has spurred a lot of development across the United States. And we've utilized it in, in three projects. We've done it in Toledo, uh, Dayton, Ohio, and uh, most recently in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that it, it has to be a specific zone, correct? Well, each that, that's what was unique about this whole program. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a federal-based program that was initiated with the tax code, but it's implemented at the local level. So each local municipality had to designate these zones based upon the census and economics within it. And they yeah. all mapped them out. And that map was then like frozen. And so mm -hmm. either your property is in the zone or not in the zone. Yeah. And so when we first, when I first learned about it, I just, you know, Googled it and found the map and then put in my address and I found out our, our property was in it. Yeah. We hadn't closed yet. And so I, I, you know, threw out an email to our investors. Uh, if anyone's interested, should I do this for you? And we had people come back and said, yes, we would love to have the opportunity zone. And so mm -hmm. we implemented on behalf, and this is before the regulations even came out. And yeah. so we were, we called, I was in direct communication with the IRS to try to understand how they were going to implement this because mm -hmm. the tax code is only three quarters of a page, yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, okay, well, how do we decipher that three quarters of a page? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they said, just treat it more like a, a retirement account. And if you do that, you should be safe. And so we actually implemented the first opportunity zone in, in Ohio before wow. the regulations were even out. And so we were able then to carry it out into our Dayton project and then also Kentucky. And I brought you, I'm glad you brought it up that they, they have a long-term perspective with it because it's not something you just, you just uh, can do, get your tax out, wash the money, so to speak, and then pull it back out. This is something you do have over a long period of time. Right. And, and the, the gentleman who created it basically said, like, worst case, you can defer it. You know, if you, if you yeah. pull the money out sooner, you're just basically deferring it. But mm -hmm. the idea of it is that you're investing in the fund for 10 years and you get bonuses at five years and seven years where it incrementally drops your capital gains down to zero. Mm -hmm. But after 10 years, it's completely zero. But the other powerful tool is that if your money appreciates in that fund, that's also tax free. And so right. it's, it's an incredibly powerful tax tool within um you know, the, the laws right now. And that's what we're, you know, I would say, you know, 50% or 60% 60 of our investors are investing with us because of tax strategies rather than just gains. They're looking yeah. at how to shelter their taxes. Yeah. If you think about it, it's kind of like an annuity in a way, but it's actually more for alternative investment space versus just the traditional financial advisor space, right? It's like something. Absolutely. That you, 
think long-term. And of course you got those little incremental things as the years go on, but yeah, then it's, you got the cash, you got the funds and clean of the tax, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now what's, what's your favorite strategy of all these? I mean, was that opportunity zone or what's your favorite personally, your own favorite strategy that you like to use when it comes to passive investing? Well, I mean, to me, commercial real estate is my favorite opportunity mm-hmm. because it, it, it you, we can get gains. So we, we look at it as not only, we look at it as a growth stock. You know, we're looking at it for both appreciation in terms of what we're doing in terms of development. So we're inherently changing the value of a, of a property and increasing valuation of it. Plus we're mm-hmm. also getting cash flow. So I like passive income is the most because we can um, shelter huge amounts of uh, money. I mean, people think that that's a negative thing in terms of like the recent political conversations, but in reality, mm-hmm. we're taking risk. We're taking risk by investing in a community. We're taking risk by taking our dollars and choosing to invest it in hopes that it's going to improve and hopes that it's going to benefit a community. And there's yeah. risk to that. There, you know, there's risk to real estate. There's risk to Absolutely. everything that we do, right? And so in exchange for that risk, we get a benefit. And one of those benefits is that we can shelter um our, 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 you know, potentially gains that we have in other things within the tax code. And it's all perfectly legal. And that's how we've structured it. Um, yeah. It's not how we structured it, but it's how the US government has encouraged people to do it. Mm-hmm. So for me, that is one of the best things out there because of the fact that while we have ordinary income and we have other gains that we can have, we can reduce that tax liability, still pay our fair share. Believe me, I'm paying a lot more in local taxes than than I am on federal, which to me is more important because it's going to the communities that we're directly invested in, right? Yeah. You know, between real, you know, the huge bumps in real estate taxes and all those different things that we do, permits and fees and so on and so forth. But though that is directly impacting the communities that we're involved with. And so that's one of the reasons why we're in favor of passive income and working directly with, um, you know, real estate as our investment vehicle. Oh, I love it. Now, uh, now you have an opportunity to kind of come up with, with, your own, with your own self-storage stuff. What, what's the opportunity you have that would be available to our listeners today? Well, it's, we have created a different platform. So we, we're on our third platform and each platform has three properties. And we've been developing this portfolio across the United States of conversions or expansions of self-storage facilities. And one of the things that we just launched is our own brand called One Stop Self-Storage. So we've brought the management back in-house and as opposed to doing third-party management, we took it away from one of the major REITs in the country mm-hmm. and said, hey, look, we, we're seeing a lot of inefficiencies here. We're seeing you know, revenue not increasing like projected and we're seeing expenses increasing. And so we feel that we can bring this in-house and do uh, a, a better job of managing our own assets than paying other people to do it. And so that's what we've done was we've, we've created and launched our own our own brand, one-stop self-storage for all your self-storage needs. And, um, but that's where we have it from Wisconsin all the way to Maine now. And so we're, we're just looking to wow. continue to grow our portfolio and our platform and create a, you know, a hundred plus million dollar REIT that we can sell off and uh, sell it to, you know, a mid-major REIT. I mean, we've seen major, major plays by um, Berkshire Hathaway. We've seen mm-hmm. it by Bill Gates. We've seen it with Blackstone where they're all buying up you know, hundred million, hundred up to a billion dollar portfolios to expand their their self storage portfolios, and that's yeah. ultimately our strategy is to develop develop this REIT a quality of assets across the United States that we can then um, package it and sell it off to the mid major levels. Awesome. So, are you looking for investors? Or are you looking more for people that have self storage units? 
Uh, we're looking for both. I mean, we look, oh. we're like, we like people that are interested in self-storage and getting to know it more. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is if they have self-storage and they feel it's the right time for them to sell and there's opportunity for us to expand it either through development or expansion or um, improving on the management, we'll look at all those situations. And so we consider all things. What kind of growth are you aiming for with this fund? Originally, we were doing uh, 10 assets in five years and we're on a pace to do that. And so um, we have a couple that are in for permit or um, in the development process, and that will keep us on pace. And so uh, once we get to 10, then we're going to continue to reevaluate and, and push it to the next five years. And so we look at, we don't have like one-year goals, we have five-year goals. Yeah. And so if we keep those, those progressions, that's our focus. Excellent. Right. Well, if people want to you know, learn more about that, what would they do? Well, there's a couple of different ways they can reach out to us. The best way was www coda c-o-d-a-m-g.com and if you want to check out our new website it's www.onestopselfstorage.com and one is spelled out o-n-e um, stop self-storage awesome we'll put that in the show notes for everybody in case they're driving we don't want them <laughs> trying to write that down when they're driving or text it or whatever that's dangerous so great we'll make sure to put that in the show notes there and and everybody has that available so that's uh, that's excellent stuff some exciting opportunities for sure i appreciate the time you bet. Well, Scott, appreciate you being here too. And, and uh, definitely dropping some great value and, and giving your expertise, especially over the years. You know, that's the thing is uh, I don't like having people that said, Hey, I've been investing for three years. You know, that's not the kind of people we want to have on the show, right? We want people that have been there, done that, still doing it today. And, and you're definitely living that. So really appreciate you being on the show today and, and everybody else, you know, go check out, you know, Coda's Coda investments there. You know, you know we got their, their, uh, uh, both their links in the show notes there. So check that out, uh, visit there and, and uh, guys, you know, again, this is not just about listening to our podcast. It's about being a doer, not just a hearer of the word. So guys, go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week. And we'll see you later. Hey! Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.